everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, I'm delighted to welcome an alumna from Liceo Alpinum Zuwatz, Laura Delagiche. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Laura, when you think about Switzerland, what comes to mind first? I think to me, um, just the beauty of it. Uh, of course, Lyceum is in the mountains, but the cities are also very pretty. When I try to explain to my friends who live abroad and have never been to Switzerland, I say the cities look a bit like Legos and... <laughs> Uh, the countryside is also so pretty. I mean, the Alps are just amazing. Uh, just the beauty of it. And it's so interesting to see a bit of the history, all the languages. You know, some people don't know that you speak four languages in Switzerland and all the dialects and everything. Yes. It's a lot of history, very small, but very, very big as well at the same time. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and, and as you were saying it, it's like almost like living inside a postcard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Laura, how did you hear about Suwats? How did you end up there? Actually, um, it's a quite interesting story. Uh, my family knows the Engadine for a while. Uh, my grandpa and my grandma used to come here. They're both from France. So that's on my dad's side. And we used to come here for skiing when we were little. We used to live in Belgium when I was small. And uh Lyceum, we, we would always drive by it by car and my brother wanted to study in Switzerland and he was considering Lyceum uh, for the Matura not the IB and when I heard I was supposed to go to England but when I heard Lyceum also did the IB I also wanted to consider it because you know I would get to be closer to my brother and we already knew the valley so um, that's that's how. I mean, I just wanted to do the IB. I didn't know whether I was going to do it in the UK or not. And I decided to go to Lyceum to stay close to my brother and I could do the IB there anyways. So That sounds like a nice choice. And yeah. how long did it take you to adapt and truly be comfortable in the new school? I know it's different for everyone. For me, I would say I took probably the longest out of everyone. I think it took me a year to adapt mm -hmm. uh, just because I, I really didn't know anything about the IB that is not usual for someone starting the IB. I just knew that that was what I had to do to study in a university abroad later. Mm -hmm. I was in the Brazilian system my whole life. I'd never did GCSEs or anything of the sort. So I had to adapt to the system also to being in a boarding school. Uh, so after a year, I would say, I really had, like, a, I found my place in the school and I founded a baking club. Uh, I met almost everyone because the school is kind of small, so mm -hmm. it's not hard. And yeah, I think after a year at the beginning of my IB2, uh, it's when I really felt like I was in my place. Yeah, and I think academically, as you were saying, it's a strong program and it's sometimes yeah. it can take a while until you yeah. fully get a hang of it. And in the friendship side of things, like how mm -hmm. fast would you say that, you know, the friendships began forming? Oh, it was quite easy, I think. 
I mean, everyone is on the same boat. I know some people were there, they started a year before me, but many people get there doing IB1. And I was lucky that my neighbor also was new, like mm-hmm. my my neighbor from my room. She was also starting the same year as me. And as I said, the, the classes are quite small, so you get to know everyone and everyone knows you. So you can also participate in many things to meet people. I know the boarding house still organizes and used to organize many events. Um, it's quite welcoming, I would say. It's it's not a, a closed environment just because everyone is at the same space and it's so small and why why they're not really closed, you know. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you not invite someone new? Right. And really you mentioned you did your IB, you did the two-year program in Suwats. Do your classmates truly become your second family? Tell us about some meaningful relationships that were formed during your time there. Yes. So as I said, uh, by the end of my first year, I really felt like I was in my place. And, you know, we had the pandemic during my IV, so that wasn't really the usual setting. That's right. Uh, Some people didn't go to school for like six months. I know I stayed away for three months. Mm -hmm. But by the end, I felt like everyone was pretty close. Uh, I had a group of friends. We were three. It was Carol, Owen, and I, some of my classmates. We used to go skiing a lot during uh, during school. I think we used to go at least once a week. We became really close. And these are the ones I speak to the most till now. It's really like, it, it's a boarding school, you know. So Carol was my neighbor. We still speak. She's all over the world right now. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we make space to see each other in the summer. Uh, she's actually, I don't know if I can say this, but uh, they just got an apartment close to ours. Uh, so we're going to be practic- practically neighbors. That's super so, fun. Yes, really you're fun. allowed to say that. That's an, an, I know always happy to time. hear that the students remain connected even long after their programs end. So yeah. well, that's, that's super exciting. What are some of the things you learned in Switzerland that you didn't know before? Um, I think that's a difficult question because you can take it so many ways. But I think what I learned about myself was more of a perseverance. Uh, Switzerland was, I was never intending to stay in Switzerland. My goal was always to finish my IV and study somewhere else. And that was always my main focus. So, persevering through my diploma, which was obviously not easy, um, and see how far I could go, you know, being open to new opportunities and um, learning a bit more about myself, how I am in a different context. I think it was very, a very interesting stage and so, so nice because, you know, you're in a different context and you learn about yourself. I have to say, I absolutely love your answer. (laughs) <laughs> What's the best part about being a student at Zuwats? Um, I think definitely the place. You know, students change, teachers change, everything changes. But what remains, I think what will remain for the next 100 years, what has been the same for the past 100 years is the place. Uh, it's just, you live in the postcard. I know my room had a beautiful view As I said, I used to go skiing once a week when I could. You have the hikes, you have the lakes. Uh, It's just really pretty. And it really allows you, for me, my goal was to study. So uh, I know 
I could really focus. I didn't have many, I had distractions, but I don't know, there's something so soothing about nature and, and it really helps you to focus and, you know, work. Laura, Zuots is a school that focuses on mind, body and spirit, which means physical activities are an important part of the school's curriculum. How active were you during your time there? I would say I wasn't the most active, as is just how I am, <laughs> um, <laughs> choice. Uh, I wasn't in any school teams, but I really, really liked snowboarding. That was my main thing. And my PE lessons, actually, I really gave my all in those lessons. I really loved trying new things. And, um, you know, the teachers, that, that's what surprised me, because in my old schools, the teachers from PE were never very motivated. But the teachers in, in Liceum, I felt like they really, really loved it. They, they're just really sporty people. Like you ask them what they did during the weekend, they just went up a mountain or something. <laughs> Just very motivating. Obviously, I'm not the most sporty person, but there are many people who love sports and the teachers can push you. And uh, yeah. The and as you are, said, motivation is contagious, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. So I wasn't really active, but I could be if I wanted to. And uh, just I really love snowboarding and that was my thing. Yeah, well, you were skiing once a week, so you were yeah. you were definitely out there uh, uh, exploring that too. Um what were some of your favorite subjects? My favorite subjects were economics. Uh, that's what I'm studying right now. Okay. Uh, design and technology and maths, I would say. I really liked, in, I'm a student. I really like to study, so I liked everything. But I think those would be my main three. Maths, economics, and design and technology. I really liked them, the teachers as well. So... Yeah, I really had a great time. You mentioned a little bit ago that, you know, the classroom settings are small. How many students did you usually have in your classes? I would say around 10, 12, maybe. Which is a great really size, depends. right? Yeah, it's really small. Really, really good. Laura, were you allowed to travel alone with your friends or is everything done with the school? At, some, at what point do you start having some more freedom? I know for the younger students, the situation is different. I think you probably have to have, you always have to have parental permission mm -hmm. because you're minors and it's a school. Exactly. But um, I think for the younger ones, it's a bit more difficult. When I say younger, I think up to 14. I know my brother who was younger than me, he was... Uh, 15, 16, he could leave with his friends with parental permission. And I think the times had to go and come back with different, uh, even during the week for going out. But for us, you could really have parental agreement, go with your friends. As soon as you're back by Sunday, 8 p.m., you're fine. And during the holidays, it's holidays. So that's when most people also would travel together. Um, but yeah, I think... You, you can definitely be independent with traveling. And uh, 
as long as you have parental permission. Right. And I was asking because you were there for the last two years of the program. And usually we hear from the other kids that you guys are the ones with the most freedom. So yes, we I are. just wanted to run that by you. And, uh, you know, as we say, they, they, as, they, as, as you get older, you, of course, you get more and more, you know, freedom and independence uh, from the school and more trust. And I think as long as you're following the rules, right? As you were saying, the checking times and all of that, that you can gain more and more uh, trust and freedom from the school. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, what's the hardest part about studying abroad? I think um, in a way, being on your own, even though it's not really, you're not really on your own, but knowing yourself, understanding yourself, outside a context you were used to. So at home, I'm the daughter. In school, I'm just a student. And now in university, I'm just a person <laughs> in the city. So um, I think, yeah, finding who, who you are and what you want outside a context you're used to. And if you're someone who's really close to family, which I always was, um, just you know, not seeing your parents as often, not seeing your old friends, which doesn't mean you never get to see them again. I still see all my friends from Brazil, but um, just balancing everything. And Laura, speaking of that, how was your relationship with your house parents? Uh, my house parents were lovely. Uh, they were all nice. My main house parent was Mrs. Brown. She's not in Liceum anymore, but they're all really lovely. I had two of them who were my teachers. Um, and, you know, I have so many good memories with them. We used to go down to the office just to annoy them once we, <laughs> when we could and just complaining about life or just laughing. We would make uh, Miss Betsa. She's still in Itseum. She used to make s'mores for us. I know during our, our IB exams, she made like cakes and s'mores and in the shape of IB2 or something. They were all really lovely. And I know some of, you know, some of them are closer to some students than other, but you could always find your reference point and they really make sure that you feel good in that environment. You know, it, it's not really connected to school. That's quite important. It's definitely a separate space. So, you know, you can really separate separate school from home and and talk about different things it's not always school and they're always so lovely yeah they're, and they're I think the best. it makes a difference knowing that you have someone there if in the middle of the night you need anything or if yeah. at any point during the program you're struggling uh it's I don't know you you tell me but I think it's reassuring to know that you have you know your school set of parents there if you need right definitely definitely and after Lyceum, were you able to get into your university of choice? Yes, I applied to UK unis. So uh, you can only apply to five through UCAS, which is the system they use in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I got five yeses. Oh, wow. So I was really lucky. Yeah, I got into my first choice. And yeah, it was just all the hard work paid off. And I was really happy. And you mentioned you're studying economy now. What are your plans? So I'm studying economics in St. Andrews in Scotland. Economics with sustainable development. Um, and I want to go into 
philanthropy in the future. I still don't know what path I will take or how I'll get there. I've been, I've done an internship in an NGO and I really loved it. So I know it's for me and I don't know, I'll see where I'll go, but I know that's the way. And I think economics is so interesting, specifically when you mix it with sustainable development and the human aspect of it all. It's very, very interesting. This sounds very exciting. And we know you're still in uni, but what's your proudest achievement so far? My proudest achievement? I would say the whole IV experience. I know it sounds cheesy, but it was very, it was a milestone in my life, you know, and I really did so many things and really made the most of it. I think that was it, moving to another country and doing DIB, having excellent grades and just being recognized by, by the teachers, by my fellow students was really nice. That's indeed a great achievement to be proud of. And finally, I can't believe we're already here at the end of the podcast. What advice would you offer those who are currently undecided about studying at the Lyceum? Um, well, I would say think about what you want to have in the school. If you like mountains, I think... Some people really love it. And if it's not your thing, maybe think about the environment you'll be in. Uh, what, what kind of student are you? Do you need more attention? Do you not mind having huge classes? Do you like sports? And maybe try to imagine yourself here. I think that's what I did even for uni. Imagine yourself in the setting um, and all the things you could do. Does that excite you? If it does, then it's definitely the right place for you. I mean, Lyceum has so much to offer, but you really have to see yourself in the setting, I think. And Laura, I don't know if you speak German, but a question we received often is, will students be okay uh, arriving there, even or studying there, even if they don't speak German? Yes, definitely. Um, I took German as a second language uh, just because I thought I'm in Switzerland in the German part. I might as well learn it, but my German is not the best and <laughs> I'm not studying German anymore. Um, so yes, definitely. Everyone speaks English here. If you speak also Italian or Portuguese, most of the Valley speaks Italian and Portuguese. Um, so yeah, I never spoke German outside of school. I just tried to practice with my friends. I know some of my friends don't even speak German and never took lessons. So it's it's definitely okay if you don't speak German. I appreciate you uh, reassuring us of that. Laura, I really, really enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I really liked it too. And if any of our listeners have any other questions, can they contact you on LinkedIn? Yes, they can. Excellent. And if anyone else has any other questions about anything else they heard on the podcast today, feel free to contact me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.